And now to delve deeper into the markets, the, the news making market moves today are I'm joined by Patrick Rousseau from Ashburton Investments. Patrice, good afternoon. Thank you so much for joining us. Good afternoon to you and to your viewers. All right, so let's talk about how markets are still digesting, you know, those U.S. Fed minutes that would have come out um, late yesterday, but also the national budget um, that, uh, you know, Patrice had to really respond to some market concerns. Was that adequate, that, that speech that Finance Minister Enoch Odawana delivered yesterday? Yes, if we talk about the Fed, I think very good point. I think the minutes highlight the fact that the Fed members are still concerned as to how the U.S. economy will glide down to the 2% inflation target. It's still above, uh, around the, the 6% mark. So um, that just shows us that it's not a slam dunk that they're going to uh, only hike twice more as the market are thinking. And it's very uncertain when they're going to start cutting rates. So earlier in the year, markets were quite convinced that the, hate hi the, the Fed hikes would stop after one more hike and then would start cutting in the second half. So I think that the minutes confirm the fact that the Fed members are still, the Fed governors are still quite concerned with inflation. On the budget, the big news obviously you mentioned um, two-thirds of the, the, the um, basically um, Treasury intervening to, to take over two-thirds of, two of the ESCOM debt. I think it's a, it's a, it's a, I would say it's it's a change in stance in the sense of really looking to partnerships and 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 public private partnerships for generation capacity. Um, it it actually optically means that our debt levels debt consolidation will not happen for the next three years. So which um, in 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 a way like pushes out our target of 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 getting below 70% of debt to GDP. And the markets are digesting that. We see the rent slightly weaker, the bonds sold off yesterday. But um, equity markets on the front foot, on the other hand. Now, I'm very keen to find out, um, Patrice, about the grey listing issue and what markets are, you know, thinking in that regard. It does sound like we have conceded um, that we will be grey listed. And, of course, that announcement is um, imminent, so we are expecting it. But, you know, um, how are markets even, you know, trying to place South Africa um, in terms of grey listing? Are we concerned? And could we see the RAND depreciating further um, once, that, once there's a confirmation um, of sorts in that regard? A very good question. I think um, the market are concerned, and this is why we've seen the rain um, depreciate over the past few weeks. And as you say, I think um, markets are now digesting that possibility. So I think that's already very much um, in the price. Um, the implications, of course, is going to make it a lot more difficult to do business um, outside of South Africa with, with a lot more administrative burdens to do so. Um, but I think from, a, from a, a currency and financial markets point of view, I think that's, that's been discounted already. Mm. All right. Now let's move on to some company news. Discovery, um, Patrice, just not as exciting as um, I would have liked. But, you know, they've come out to say that, look, they've seen um, strong growth, but that Chinese um, economy opening up has been negative for them, unlike, um, you know, the likes of our miners. So let's talk about that. And really, um, if you've picked anything up from um, the set of, of numbers released by the company. Yes, Discovery, I mean, guiding 20 to 25 
percent up. Um, you you rightly mentioned that they've got a twenty five percent stake in Ping An, the, the, the uh, Chinese health insurer. Um, if you recall, I mean the company has been quite conservative. I mean they've taken provisions against COVID nineteen claims, um, and obviously as the economy reopened, we've seen a spike in COVID nineteen incidents in China. So. Um, it's the impact of a more conservative provision on provisioning and approach to um, to uh, potential claims that led um, a, um, a reduction in new business in China. Um, that said, I mean there are also some green shoots, some positive news. Discovery Bank seems to be doing very well, um, and then the, the investment in the initiatives they've, they'll pull that back a bit. We see costs there down 10%. So the so market taking it very well. The share price is up almost 4% today in the morning trade. All right, moving over to Distel. Um, you know, they're uh, out and they're, they're seeing also revenue increases there. But, you know, they're impacted by load shedding, aren't we all? Um, and, you know, I'm wondering about their response at this point um, to the load shedding um, situation. And the reason I asked, Patrice, is because companies that responded quickly are actually okay now. Their results aren't so bad. But companies that were slow to respond to load shedding are taking quite a, a hit now. And I'm wondering if Distel is one of them. Yeah, this tells um, a very good no numbers. Um, headline earnings up eight percent. You, your viewers will recall this. We, they're waiting for competition commission approval for takeover from Heineken. Um, their revenue, re revenue and volume is very strong. Volumes up ten percent. So, you, so you can see there's a bit of, of still catch up coming through from the lockdown. Mm -hmm. Revenues up sixteen. But you mentioned already in your introduction that costs up strong at 17%. So obviously that's going to be an ongoing theme mm -hmm. from every result we see where companies will have to invest in backup generators, in, in self-provision of electricity, and that will add to the cost line. That said, I mean, Distel has got extensive operations in the rest of Africa. There we see we see revenues up 21%. So um, cost is an issue. Um, and again, the cost pressures don't come only from electricity, but soft commodity prices, which are inputs for them, also increasing. So, so quite a tough one, but still able to deliver um, eight percent earnings growth. Yeah, we'll be watching the that. The share price is flat today. Yes, we'll be watching that one as they um, we wait for that announcement, but it's taking much longer than we anticipated. Let's talk about Blue Label and the cost of believing in Salsi, because <laughs> I think that's what's happened here, right? It's a company that was doing well, but they're paying the cost for believing um, in Salsi. Yeah, I mean, everyone knows Blue Labels in terms of um, selling um, um, basically top-up top and um, airtime and prepaid electricity and, and the like. Um, so that business um, really took a knock when they, they acquired Salsi that they've twice had to, in the, in the recent years, recapitalize the business, $421 million in the past year. Um, very messy set of results. So the, the headline showing that you know, if you take into account these costs, earnings goes from 62 cents to to 3.9 cents. So big decline. But if you exclude all, all this, um, exclude the the recapit recapitalization of Celsius, as you said already, earnings um, underlying earnings up 13 percent. But that also 
talks to the situation that in South Africa you have two dominant operators, Vodacom and MTN, and Salsi has been battling to, to, to fight for the crumbs um, um, in terms of, of the number three. And it's always difficult, you know. There's them with Telcom looking at options to try to get a bigger share of the market, but with two strong dominant operators, very difficult for them to make headway. All right. Well, thank you so much, Patrice, for your insights this afternoon. Great catching up with you. That was Ash Burton Investments, Patrice Rousseau.